Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week, we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We're reframing business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, more freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, my beautiful co-host, Sonia. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I'm so excited today because we're going to veer off from some of the three-part series we've done, which we've loved going deeper and deeper into topics. We're going to do a few single sessions. And we thought today we would approach a topic that is something we talk about a lot, actually, and, you know, in different threads of the podcast. But what I feel is a topic that is very relevant to women in business, all women in business, I don't know anyone who doesn't experience it on some level, is self-doubt, right? It's one of those pieces that we find it hard to talk about or explore or navigate, but I think it's something that we need to normalize because every single person I know experiences self-doubt. Yes. Uh, This is one of the reasons I love our talks because we get to talk about the real deal, the real feelings um, behind being an entrepreneur. And this is something that is a bit of a taboo topic. It can be embarrassing to admit that we're feeling self-doubt. And in the world of entrepreneurship, it's always like go in confident, right? Like yeah. pitch and be confident and give your spiel and, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. So there's a lot of that around being confident. So what do you do when you are experiencing self-doubt? So I'm glad we're having this conversation. And just by having this conversation, we're hoping that it will normalize this conversation because we know that you guys are not going into your networking groups and people are are openly admitting, hi, my name is Laura and I suffer with (laughs) (laughs) self-doubt. But we should, right? We should. I'm sure everybody would be like, oh my gosh, me too. Me too. Yeah. You know, yeah, it is really interesting. And I think some of it's because, yeah, it's that masculine concept and that sort of patriarchal concept we've been taught to like, you know, show our strength and show our confidence and, you know, like fake it till you make it. I hate that statement. Like it really, really irritates me. Or even like I know a lot of people are not going to like me, but, you know, like the TED Talk, uh, uh, what was it, Amy, where she talks about how to stand and like, you know, how you oh, should yeah, position. Oh, yeah, power presence or yeah. the body language one. Yeah, yeah, the body language one. And it's not that I don't agree or understand where she's coming from, but I think in it – we still have this idea that something needs to be fixed. That if we're not fully confident or we're not on top of things or we're not at our best or we have doubt, that somehow that's something that needs to be fixed. And that is what I think needs to shift in our paradigm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And just really, you know, understanding where self-doubt comes from. So, you know, psychologically, we feel a sense of doubt when something is making us uncomfortable. And often when we are in business, when we're entrepreneurs, we're very comfortable when things are clear. We're very <laughs> comfortable when we are meeting our goals, when we've got our P&L, when like everything is happening and we can see it and we're on this trajectory, you know, and it feels really good and we're being creative and we're making things happen. Yet 
it's normal to have cycles in our creativity, right? We can't just create and create and create until we collapse. We actually have to create and then we have a lull in which our energy kind of swings back and then we pull that energy back into the world and we create something again. And so I feel that it's our discomfort, you know, with that lull, with being in the pause, with being in the the place where those downloads are just not coming really quickly. And we think that for some reason we've lost our magic, like somehow we're not going to make it as an entrepreneur when we're in the middle of that lull. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the truth is that self-doubt to some degree is inevitable, right? Because anytime we're pursuing a bigger game, right? A bigger, you know, we're up-leveling what we're experiencing. We're going for a bigger vision. We're creating something we've never created before. We're going to experience a lot of uncertainty. And no matter how good you are, how great you are, how confident in many areas you are, no one can be fully confident in uncertainty. So there's a time when you're experiencing that where it feels like you're kind of in the darkness, right? You're, you don't exactly have full clarity on what the best decision is, on where to go. And so in those moments, instead of like a society where we've taught ourselves to navigate self-doubt and to understand it, to explore it, instead, we tend to fear it. And so as soon as self-doubt comes up, we make ourselves wrong. It's something that needs to be fixed. We, you know, go into a spiral with the judgment around it and the fear around it and the darkness around it, instead of looking at it as, you know, a gift, right? So something is there to be explored, When self-doubt comes up, it's like a sign that there's something there to be integrated. There's something there to be explored. There's something that we can, you know, learn from and gain self-awareness from. And I think that would be amazing. Exactly. I mean, and I think that 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 confidence that you're talking about is like this ability to accept self-doubt is a part of our nature and it's a place that we can learn from. But it's also... It's not always like the place to doubt oneself when you're in a place of like in between spaces. And just because you're in that lull in business, you know, there's this lack of, of confidence that comes up or a sense of discomfort. So then it's like, oh, shoot, now I'm doubting myself. Like, what's going on? Like, there's so there's two things I feel like we could speak to is like reframing the moment between new ideas, you know, or that moment that your business is changing and it's been one thing and then maybe it's changing into something else. Like I know that I'm in a place of a lot of transitions where the way that I used to do my business, I'm wanting to change that to have more of my business goals fit my lifestyle goals. And then that means that I'm shaking everything up. And if I kind of see that transition time as being that there's something wrong because I'm not clear, I'm not confident, then that's going to lead to more self-doubt. So like that's the first step of me saying, oh, it's normal that you're going to feel a little wonky. You're going to feel out of sorts. You're not going to be clear. And then the second one is then having compassion for that self-doubt though is normal. It's going to come up sometimes regardless of how much you explain to yourself, like, oh, it's normal to be here. It's totally fine. Like you're still going to have doubt because we're human. And doubt is an expression of fear and we all are fearful at times, you know? So there's like these different, I feel like these different layers of how to look at the way that it plays out in our different business experiences and personal. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think so. And I I think we all sort of have patterns around self-doubt, 
right, that are usually triggered by traumas or experiences that we had when we were young. And so I think it's really helpful to kind of be able to explore and look at what our individual pattern is around self-doubt and and when it comes up and being able to notice that. Like sometimes just noticing that a pattern is happening or that there's been a trigger almost immediately takes you out of it to some degree. Like you can, you're observing it and looking at it versus being stuck completely in it. Um, And that can be really helpful. But yeah, I think we need to reframe self-doubt and we need to understand it. We need to make friends with it. We need to recognize that it's a natural part of life. We need to normalize that process in business because what I see a lot of women do is when they start hitting self-doubt, they sabotage themselves and their business. Like they Because instead of just like taking it on and saying, cool, I've got some self-doubt. This is where I'm here. I'm obviously in some uncertainty. Instead of just like being okay with that and giving it permission to be there and exploring it, instead it goes down this path of like fear. And oftentimes the decisions we make at that point are not very conducive to what we want to create. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I think that for me, if I think about, you know, the waves of self-doubt, and the many different experiences that I've had when I was on the verge of thinking that I was doing everything wrong. And then that corner that I turned, you know, it's like I was pretty sure that I had messed everything up. I was going the wrong direction. I had all this self-doubt and maybe even imposter syndrome, which we've talked about before, where I'm just like, who am I to even do this? What was I thinking? And then something shifts. And there's this aha moment where you're like, oh, this is why. And this is why everything has happened for a reason and why I didn't have the clarity that I had, you know, that I I wouldn't have been able to get to this clarity had I not gone into that place. So like actually appreciating the shadow side of clarity, which is doubt, (laughs) knowing that there's two sides of that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we have to understand that you will never be in certainty 24-7. Like that does not exist. It's not a permanent place that you can get to, right? It is inevitable in our changing lives and worlds and transforming nature of everything that you're going to move into cycles of certainty and doubt and certainty and doubt and certainty and doubt. And I think if we just appreciated those moments when we move through that cycle, we're going to get through them a lot more effectively than when we go into contraction and fear and worry and, you know, stress and like, you know, it can be very agitating. I mean, like if we're really talking about what happens when we hit self-doubt, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a different palpable experience for each person, right? I know for me sometimes, you know, I'm very agitated. Like I don't like not having clarity. <laughs> Like, I really, really don't like it. And so when it comes to that place that I'm experiencing self-doubt or I don't have clarity, I can get really irritated and I can get really like, as if something in my body is like misaligned and like 
what's the word? I don't know, like irritating inside of me. And so, you know, I, that's a sign for me to recognize that I need to sit with something and I need to find some space to, to gather that clarity. And it won't always come in an instant. Sometimes it will take days, sometimes weeks. You know, there, there is a, it's a different way we have to look at it, but I think understanding how it makes us feel and being more aware of that and therefore more in control of how we respond to it instead of sort of reacting to it is very empowering. Mm, exactly. And I'm, I love that your use of body awareness and sensation can help guide you in that way that you notice, oh, it's not just the emotion of self-doubt, but there's a way my body feels constricted when I'm doubting myself. And that, you know, is an interesting place to explore because often when we stay with a sensation in the body, and we allow ourselves to feel it instead of, you know, trying to push it down with food or alcohol or Netflix. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, instead of doing that, if we can sit a little bit longer in the sensation, then we often realize, oh, you know, this constriction is because, yeah, I'm not comfortable with uncertainty because why? Like, and we start to, you know, get into earlier experiences that we've had, our body remembers uncertainty in our childhood or remembers a previous time when your business failed or right. And it's like starts to try to pull these narratives into our consciousness because it's warning us like, uh oh, uh oh, this isn't, we've had this happen before. It didn't go well. So we have to remember that when we explore, we learn and then our mind can be like, but wait a minute. Or our coach or a therapist who's sitting with us can be like, hold up, <laughs> like, let's check in with this. Because just because this was something that happened in the past or just because your body is telling you this, maybe we just need to create safety. Maybe we need to learn how to trust ourselves in the uncertainty. And, you know, this is where, like, if people were to ask me, like, how do I navigate self-doubt? You know, one of the biggest tools that I recommend or I offer with my clients is to work through grounding techniques, right? Because we are untethered, you know, we're anxious, we're constricted. We, you know, we don't feel there's like a, this kind of tension in the body that just doesn't feel good. And so taking a minute to do deep belly breathing, to like come into your body, to come into your present moment and to just feel, you know, what do you have control over? in this moment. You just have control over you in the moment and your breath and your ability to, to give yourself permission and awareness to be with that sensation. I think, you know, one of the things we have to share is that this is not an easy process. Like experiencing self-doubt, allowing yourself to explore it and be with it, right? Because most of us just try to avoid it or try to escape it or drug it out or distract ourselves or panic and do lots and lots of actions in order to sort of not feel it and feel like we're accomplishing something. But the thing is, it, you know, it takes that bravery because being in self-doubt under like acknowledging it, exploring it, letting yourself be there for a period of time, it's very vulnerable. And vulnerability is always hard and always dangerous. And it, it doesn't really get easier. I think you get more resilient, but 
vulnerable is vulnerable. If you're truly vulnerable, like it, it is scary. It feels like you're going to die in some ways. And there's this terror even that you can experience. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and share that and talk about that and normalize that. And also that that's okay. It's okay to feel like that. We won't really die. We, you know, we can move through it. We can you know, integrate what's there. And I think just that importance of really acknowledging it is so key because I think we spend a lot of time avoiding vulnerability and trying to bypass self-doubt and and try to move through uncertainty by getting certain in ways that aren't really ever going to bring certainty or stability. And I think this is, you know, this is like this checkpoint, like if anything today we can bring, you know, I hope it's an awareness that it's totally normal to experience self-doubt and uncertainty, that it's a way to sit in that vulnerability and allow ourselves to to really experience it. And not that it's easy, but that it's a skill to build over time. Yes. Yes. And that's the normalization of the uncomfortable emotions, you know, by knowing it's normal, like this happens, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm feeling this. And then how do I practice being with? And, you know, you can start that practice anytime, even if you've had years of denying yourself your emotional experiences or your body sensations. It just starts with curiosity, really. It's not like signing up for an eight-week course (laughs) on how to be more aware of my body. or I mean, those things are great if you need some guidance looking for those types of resources. But really, it it can start with just the intention of, oh, I wonder what it would be like the next time I feel something creeping in instead of just doing my my old patterns and turning away. What if I just get curious about it? for just a minute. And if it's too uncomfortable, then I'll go back to my old ways of numbing out, you know, but like, let me be curious for just a second. Let me just peek in on that emotion. And often what people will find is they do that for a minute, then they hit discomfort and they (laughs) check out. Yeah. And then they go, oh, but wait, I didn't realize I could hang out there with that for a minute like that. Wow. That didn't kill me. And so now I trust myself a little bit more. And so the next time that I get curious, I'm going to hang there a little bit longer, maybe two or three minutes and check that out, right? So I feel like often we don't cut ourselves enough slack. We just feel like we've got to go all in and we just got to tackle this negative emotion or figure out the self-doubt or, you know, do that practice perfectly. This is the thing that women do. We love to like do it all and go all in. And yet having a lot more compassion and giving ourselves baby steps. Maybe this conversation is the first time you've really stopped and thought about how self-doubt is playing out in your business. You know, have you even given yourself that space to say you do have self-doubt or do you immediately stamp it down as soon as it comes up and you're like, nope, be confident. My mantra is, you know, I will conquer. I will be fine. You know, and if that is happening, then this is an invitation to just stop for a second and be like, oh, but what if? Yeah. What if I sit second and give myself that space to be uncomfortable, to feel uncomfortable and then just in the self-doubt. Yeah. And, and you, you, I mean, it's so interesting because I think, you know, in my work with people, we talk a lot about integration and feeling things and, 
you know, moving through uncomfortable emotions, acknowledging that they're there, being okay with them, you know, normalizing them. But it's interesting how many people don't do that in the world, right? Like we're so we, – we think that our job is to encourage people as an example, right? Instead of normalizing their feeling, we're like, no, you can do it, girl. Like go. You know, there's all this encouragement, this rah-rah, this like just, just feel happy. Just go do something that's going to give you pleasure. Like – and not that that's not great for us to be able to, you know, have gratitude or to experience something or to give ourselves pleasure. But I think a lot of times in doing that, we are shaming ourselves for a negative emotion or we are making negative emotions wrong or abnormal or something to be fixed. And I think this has to change if we're going to shift the world because the whole world is trying to sort of deny in a way, some of the negative things that are coming for us to integrate. And instead of like feeling them and acknowledging them and working with them and becoming more neutral with them, we're pushing them away, we're denying them, we're blaming others for them. And and I think this is a real shift we have to make in the world um, in order to heal everything, including ourselves. Yes, yes. And again, I think you said that in the beginning, of this conversation is shifting the paradigms of how we view these emotions, um, the lens that we look at them through and, you know, being able to normalize what we feel. And so I think, you know, that brings me back to one of the most powerful ways that I've navigated the vulnerabilities and the shadow side of business and my ambition has been to be around other women entrepreneurs. And it's why I've always wanted community. And when I was a mom, I wanted community with other moms. And that's how we met because we were both involved in a community of single parents. And so for me, you know, and it's some people are going to say, I've tried to go to those groups. I've I've tried to find community. And I just then listen to how great everybody's doing, right? Because there's those kinds of groups. Yeah. (laughs) But I kind of have a uh, tendency to lead with my vulnerability. And I know that's not for everyone, but I do little testers in groups and I'll put something out there and I'll just go not full on vulnerable, but just a little bit, you know, admit, make that little joke, kind of open myself up with something that's a little bit more taboo, a little bit more embarrassing to admit. And I see the people who latch on and respond and I can see it in their eyes. Like, thank God you just said that. (laughs) Thank goodness I'm not the only one in the room. And those are the people that become my buds. Like they become my, my community. And we go and grab coffee after the networking meeting so we can talk about the real stuff. And that's what happened with you and me, you know? Yeah. And that is exactly what I'd say. Find yourself the people who are real and surround yourself with those people. You know, and it's not for us to sit and commiserate with each other. It's to sit and normalize what we're feeling and to really support each other with, you know, and I think this is what's really interesting is sometimes we think supporting someone is about making them feel good or making them not feel uncomfortable or making them, you know, feel better about themselves. But I actually think if we want to allow for more integration and more wholeness and and for more healing, our job is to be there, right? To be there in the darkness, to be there in the uncomfortableness, to be there in the negative emotions, to actually just hold a space for people in whatever they're feeling and make it okay. And sometimes even in our good intentions, we make someone wrong for feeling something negative. And I think that is something that we need to become more aware of. I mean, 
a lot of times when I'm talking to my clients who have self-doubt about their service, right, they think, you know, and this is just something that is such a part of women's psyche is that, you know, uh, what if I'm not good enough? What if I don't give enough? What if, you know, I'm, and I and I tell them the real value of your service is holding a space for people. It isn't what you do. It isn't, you know, your program. It's your willingness to connect and be there for someone and support them and hold them in a space. That's the greatest gift we can give to someone. But so often we're afraid to make people feel uncomfortable or we're afraid, you know, to to let them sit in their emotions and partly because we haven't handled our own. Exactly. So we want to run in and kind of fix it or we want to figure out like how do I make this person feel better right away when sometimes the answer is like sitting with. And it's so beautifully said, Sonia, and it reminds me of some advice that I got really early on as a therapist from one of my supervisors when I was in self-doubt as a young therapist that wasn't sure if I could do this. It just seemed, you know, here I was just learning as a new therapist, who was I um, to sit and, and hold space for people? And he said, that's exactly what you're here to do. And that's the only thing that matters is your presence and that you show up with that person, because that's what they're going to remember. Years from now, they won't remember, oh, that clever thing that my therapist (laughs) said when she analyzed it and totally figured it out. You know, they're not going to remember that. They're going to go, oh, I remember when I had that therapist and how I felt when I walked into her office. I can still remember the teacup in my hands. I can still remember the way she always held my, you know, gaze and, and held my eye contact and was there for me. And, you know, it's like, that's what I remember that she listened, you know, that she held space for me. And that is so true that when we start to doubt ourselves as entrepreneurs, it's important to remember that we were inspired to create something in the world, a product, a service, something that did not exist before. And it was ours to bring to everyone, right? Is ours to bring to the world, to the space. So trust that you're holding space for that, that people are going to receive that heart that you're bringing. It's not just the thing. It's the heart. It's, we are energetic exchangers as human beings. We, we are exchanging energy all the time. And business is the same. And that, you know, and this is a whole other beautiful conversation that we could have about, you know, kind of what to remember when you start to get a little shaky and we start to doubt yourself, you know, how to remember that people are not going to remember that particular package or that offer, that way that you put it together. They're going to remember the feeling they felt when they worked with you. Exactly. And it's so interesting because this topic just feels so emotional to me right now. But one of the things that I think is something to, to understand or at least reflect on is that we have been pushed down and devalued in so many ways as women, as in the feminine, as, you know, our intuition, our wisdom, our understanding, the way we operate in so many facets, we have been diminished that it's not as good enough as the masculine. It's not as good enough as men. It's not as good enough as those who are on top of things, you know. And so in that process, we have stopped trusting ourselves. And I think that is the core in so many ways of self-doubt. Instead of trusting ourselves, see, I think our natural inclination is to appreciate ourselves, is to explore things, is to be curious, is to allow for things, is to be receptive 
for things, right? But instead of those natural inclinations, what happens is we don't trust ourselves because we've been shamed, we've been denied, we've told we can't do anything. And so, you know, it's really interesting in that process to start to recognize that the key, I think, to shifting self-doubt is really appreciating and loving ourselves for exactly who we are and exactly what we are without any need to change things, without any need to do more and to be more. Like it is trusting ourselves, whatever comes up, whatever is there. Yes. Well, and that is, you know, the, if you were to provide the salve for self-doubt, you know, that's trust. And you know, what's beautiful about self-doubt is it's invitation to come back into trust. And every time we come back into trust, we strengthen our understanding of ourselves. We strengthen that trust. We strengthen our capacity to feel the negative or, you know, I don't even want to call them negative, but the shadow side. Like, I think that one of the things that my field sort of did a disservice for some time, but is trying to repair is kind of putting the shadow emotions, the shadow side of our human existence under a negative lens because the shadow is just as important as the light and the light will always cast a shadow always. And it's not always having to then be in the light and be confident and be leading the show. Sometimes we sit in the shadow because we feel the things that we haven't noticed. We feel the unconscious. We feel the emerging of the unconscious feelings into consciousness. We feel sadness before we feel love and excitement for our business. You know, like we have to feel all the different emotions, right? And we can only be as excited for our business as we can feel pain in its when it's hurting, right? And it's the same in our relationships. Like we only love as deeply as we can experience the pain. And I love what you're saying about just being able to trust ourselves when we're in that place, knowing that it's okay, knowing that it's a part of being human and being in that community with other women or other men and women, whoever your communities are, like knowing you can be in those spaces and everyone gets it and you can talk freely about it. I think that is one of the most important things. And it's just interesting as I'm just thinking now that I've just constantly put myself in those places with community. So when I was creating Soma Vida, I started to feel self-doubt because people didn't always get what I was doing back, you know, in 2008, 2009, Sonny. They didn't understand co-working and then they didn't understand why we were bringing wellness into co-working. And, and when, the, when the world around you doesn't understand exactly what you're doing, you can go into self-doubt and think maybe they don't really need it. Maybe they don't really want it. But instead, I decided to go look for the other women in my shoes. And so that's when I actually, three years ago, created Women Who Co-Work because it's a group of founders just like me running their spaces feeling overwhelmed, doubting if their community really wants this or how to bring it forth. And I went and found them all over the globe. And now I have a community of them that I get to go. And we don't post just like, hey, how do you get your mail subscription, you know, increased? How many followers do you have? We go there and we post, I am crying in my co-working space today. 
those are the posts that we share with each other. And then everybody jumps in and is like, oh, I did that yesterday. What's going on? (laughs) And so I'm so grateful for these conversations. Yeah, me too. And I think even allowing the vulnerability and the expression of the more negative emotions to come in and surface, they actually have such a gift. And this is the the interesting thing I was thinking about when you were talking about this shadow and the light is that even in our framework of that, there's still this negative connotation of shadow, right? Like there's still this slightly, even if we're self-developed and we've sort of worked in these areas a lot, there still is a bit of a negative connotation to shadow. But the truth is the shadow side, the unknown, the unconscious, so you can call it a lot of different things, it offers us such an incredible gift. If we stay in the light all the time, there is not even close to as much of a gift. And this is something I was exploring today and thinking about because I tend to not love stability. Like I have this I have this thing around stability that I'm exploring about how I feel like when there's more chaos and more uncertainty and more instability, there's way more personal growth, right? Whereas when things are stable and they're comfortable, a lot of times we we don't push for that bigger growth, right? But when we're uncomfortable, when it's a shadow aspect, when we feel anger, when we feel frustration, like the energy of some of that produces some amazing transformation and growth. But instead of loving that aspect or appreciating it or, you know, saying, hey, let's bring it on, we we tend to reject it and resist it and fix it and try to get over it. But those shadow sides of ourselves and the self-doubt even, it has so much sort of gifts and awareness inside of it if we allow ourselves to explore it. And that's why, you know, we're saying all of this because if we if we start to normalize it, we start to stop judging it, we start to make it okay, then it shifts our awareness and it allows us to grow more effectively and it makes us more whole. And when we're when we experience that, we become more confident. I mean, this is the funniest part, right? Like sometimes we think we're going to be more confident by rejecting self-doubt. But in truth, the more self-doubt we explore, the more self-doubt we embrace, the more confident we'll become on the other side. Yes, yes. And that's the lesson. Um, and, and one that we just don't trust often. We, we are trying to avoid feeling anything that makes us feel insecure, uncomfortable. But as we do that, as we navigate those terrains, as we feel into the self-doubt, into the imposter syndrome, into questioning ourselves, then we just become stronger. We just become that much more clear of where we are, what we're feeling on the path, you know? I mean, and this is what I love about entrepreneurship. For me, when you put yourself out there um, to be creative in this way and to, you know, the Latin root word of entrepreneur, it comes from to bear the burden, which I find really interesting, you know, it's because it's speaking to the responsibility. It's, it is a responsibility because we're, we're creating such important things in the world. And yet, it doesn't like even burden can be seen in through this um, lens as a negative, but a burden can be lifted or can be shared and it can be understood. And then it brings about something really wonderful, you know, at the end of every burden that is carried often there's like 
oh, I've carried the burden of childbirth, right? And I have this beautiful child at the end of it. And just like, it's it's just, to me, it speaks to the responsibility. It is a beautiful responsibility that we carry in the world that we are gifting of our energy and of ourselves and of our, you know, like you were saying, of just holding space. And I think that the more that we step into knowing, even that that, that is the gift, that when you feel self-doubt, then you're just able to have a lot more compassion around like, well, of course, this is scary. And of course, I'm going to doubt myself because this is important. Like, I love the work that I'm doing. I'm not taking this lightly. And so at times, I will have this moment. I will have a lull. I will have these space in between creation or in between clarity. And I can learn from that space, like you said. It has a gift. So the gift of self-doubt. <laughs> Yeah. And it's interesting. Like I find the bigger the goal, right? The bigger the next step is, the bigger the mission, the more passionate you are about what you're doing, the greater the self-doubt. Like there is a link between, you know, how much we're going after. And so I know when I'm going after something a lot bigger, I'll experience so much more self-doubt than I'm used to. And, you know, and it's uncomfortable when it's challenging, but, you know, there's just just enough awareness in it, <laughs> like, just, yes. like just enough because there's, you know, there's a lot of me resisting, but there's just enough awareness that I can look at it and be like, okay, here we are. <laughs> We're in self-doubt. There's something to explore here. I need to commit to time and space to explore it. So it's like I have enough awareness to do that because inside of me I'm like kicking and screaming and you know, running <laughs> away and like, you know, like putting my head in the sand, watching a bit more Netflix, you know, maybe playing a little app, you know, game app or something, you know. There's all these ways in which we try to avoid it. But, you know, just having a little bit of self-awareness allows us to be able to, to take a step towards exploration, take a step towards that gift of self-doubt. And then on the other side is so much more freedom and wholeness and completeness and, you know, integration. And it's amazing. And I think the more we practice that, the more trust we have in that. Um, so for now, if you have no trust in that, just trust us. Just <laughs> just at the start and go experience it. That's right. Just the baby step. Remember how I said you only need a minute, yeah. maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. So thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next week. Are you looking for a supportive community of women business owners? Come join us in our free Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. We have honest conversations about how to grow your service business, conduct live Q&As, and support each other as we navigate the world of being a woman in business. You can find us at facebook.com backslash groups backslash women in the business arena. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.